In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. The Gospel of today is one of the very important passages in the Scripture because it is the confession of St. Peter with the divinity of Christ. The Lord asked the disciples, Who do men say that I am? And they told him, they said, you are John the Baptist, you are Elijah, one of the prophets. Then he asked the disciples, and who do you say that I am? Peter said to him, you are Christ, the son of the living God. And the Lord commended Peter and told him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And this is the first point I like to speak about. The word reveal. The knowledge of God is revelation. Revelation from heaven. It's divine revelation to us. When the Lord told him, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, it's not human revelation. It is divine revelation. That's why people who want to know God through scientific process or through their intellect or their mind will stumble, will say he is one of the prophets about Jesus Christ. And the knowledge of God the Father, again, no one reveals the knowledge of God the Father except the Son, as the Lord Jesus Christ said. No one knows the Father except the Son and to whom he wills to reveal. Many people now they stumble and they deny the existence of God they deny the divinity of Christ because they don't rely on the divine revelation, but they want to reach to this conclusion by their mind. That's why when we submit ourselves to God, God will reveal himself to us. The second point, Peter told Christ, you are Christ, the son of the living God. Christ is not the name. The name of the incarnated Son of God, Jesus, that is his name. Jesus, which means Savior. But Christ is a title. Christ means the chrismated one, the anointed one. Bil'arabi al-Masih, al-Mamsuh. So here we need to ask when Jesus was anointed and why he was anointed and anointed to be what we know in the old testament people were anointed to be kings prophets or priests that is the anointment to be a king or a prophet or to be a priest so the first question when jesus was anointed the anointment when the Holy Spirit descended on him when he was baptized. When he was baptized and the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove, this actually the anointment of Jesus to be the anointed one. Yes, there are many people who are anointed, but the anointed one, the chrismated one with capital A is Christ, the chrismated one. So, the Holy Spirit anointed him. And you remember when, after baptism, when he entered the synagogue and 
he started to read from Isaiah and he read the Holy Spirit is upon me because he has anointed me he said today this was fulfilled this prophecy is fulfilled when Jesus Christ was baptized and the Holy Spirit anointed him why as I told you in the Old Testament people were anointed to be kings and prophets and priests and by the way you cannot be a king and priest in the same time because priests are from the tribe of Levi and the king from the tribe of Judah so no one can be a king and a priest in the same time David was a king but not a priest Samuel was a priest not a king but the Lord Jesus Christ when he was anointed he was anointed to be these three things the king of kings the high priest and also the prophet the prophet with capital P let's understand these three titles because some people ask how we can call Christ the prophet in our mind prophet just a human being not, not, not God who became man the word prophet means he delivered message from God to the people sometimes people confuse prophet with prediction with telling the future no the prophets carry message from God to the people so he just deliver message God said to Elijah go and say to the people and Jesus Christ is the prophet because as read in the gospel of John no one has seen the father no one know the father the only begotten son who is in the bosom of the father revealed him told us about him prophesied taught us about the father الآب لم يره أحد قط الابن الوحيد الذي هو في حق الآب هو خبر خبر يعني أنبأ أنبأنا علمنا so when the son revealed who the father is to us that is his function or his work as the prophet what about the priest the priest actually is the opposite of the prophet the prophet deliver message from God to the people the priest stand before God on behalf of the people so he deliver messages from people to God priest is intercessor presbyter presvia he actually intercede on behalf of the people so the prophet deliver message from God to the people priest deliver messages from people to God that's why the place of the priest in front of the altar praying and raising his hand or lifting up his hand to intercede on behalf of the people Christ from the tribe of Judah and also his priesthood is not after the order of Aaron but after the order of Melchizedek so Christ is the high priest who offered himself as a sacrifice on behalf of all of us he carried our sins and he offered himself as a sacrifice so he is the high priest and during the holy great fast we chant a hymn called Migalo which is actually chanting for the great high priests so while we are waiting or looking forward to celebrate the holy week 
So during the Holy Great Fast, we chant looking for this high priest who offered himself. Any priest actually offer a sacrifice outside of him. But Jesus, as St. Cyril of Alexandria said, he was the high priest and the sacrifice at the same time. He offered himself. He offered himself. And then all of us, we were in the kingdom of the devil, in the kingdom of darkness, after the fall of Adam and Eve. So Jesus Christ came to establish his kingdom, the kingdom of light. And when we are baptized, we renounce Satan and we accept Christ. This means we moved from the kingdom of Satan to the kingdom of Christ. And as St. Paul said in Colossians chapter 1, he about God the Father, he transferred us to the kingdom of his son. So he transferred us to the kingdom of the Son. And Jesus actually established his kingdom. And those who live in his kingdom, those will actually inherit the kingdom of heaven. So we, when renounce Satan in baptism and accept the Lord Jesus Christ to be our king, then we are living in his kingdom. That's why we say, our Lord, God, Savior, and King of us all. So the Lord Jesus Christ was anointed as our King, as our High Priest, and as our Prophet. That's why when Simon Peter said, you are the Christ, he is not just giving him a title, but he is the Christ, the Anointed One, the only Anointed One. No one was anointed to be King, Priest, and prophet at the same time. The only one that has these three functions was the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our high priest, he is our king, and he is our prophet. So the Lord told him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Some people misinterpret this verse. And they say, when the Lord said, on this rock, I will build my church. Actually, the Lord used two different words. In Coptic, it, it is clear, the two different words. Let me read it in Coptic. He, he told him, Ensok be Petros. And so you, they are Petros, Peter. A ekot and ta ekklesia hejen tai Petra. A ekot I will build and ta ekklesia my church hejen upon tai Petra. He did not say Petros, but he said tai Petra. What's the difference between Petra and Petros? Petros is a small stone. That's what Petrus is. But Petra is like a huge rock. A huge rock. So that's different. And those who studied the anatomy of the skull, there is a small bone in the skull called Petrus bone. And, and the, why they call it Petrus bone? Because it is very strong bone, cannot be broken. 
So Petros means a small stone, but it is very strong. Petra is a huge rock. So the Lord did not say upon Peter he will build his church. Definitely not. But upon Petra, upon what's the Petra here? The Petra is the confession of Peter. The revelation that God revealed to Peter when he, as Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. So that is the Petra. That is the Petra of faith. The rock of faith. Upon this rock, I will build my church. The, the divinity of Christ. So the church is built on what? On our confession that Christ is the son of God. That Jesus is the king of kings, the prophet and the high priest. Then the Lord told him, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And I want to differentiate between two things. Here, when the Lord told him, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And what the Lord said after his resurrection, when he breathed into the face, of the disciples and told them receive the Holy Spirit if you forgive the sins of any they are forgiven if you retain the sins of any they are retained there is difference between binding and losing and forgiving sins or retaining sins what is the difference between these two bonding and losing is about there is principles and applications of the principle. For example, the principle is to fast. Fasting is a principle. How to fast? That's the application. You know, so I can tell you if, if somebody is sick, I can tell him, okay, maybe you can fast that long. You don't have to fast the whole fast because of health reasons, etc. So binding and losing has to do with the application of the principle not with the principle for example the church says there are seven canonical prayers but abuna may tell you okay just pray the prime and the compliant that's binding and losing so binding and losing is to give you absolution how to apply the principle not about the principle itself for example Abuna cannot deny fasting, cannot deny prayer, but the application, how to apply it, that is binding and losing. And that's what we call economia. Economia, how to manage the spiritual life of, of the people. But forgiving sins is a totally different than binding and losing. Forgiving sins, God gives the authority to the disciples and their successors to forgive sins on earth. And when sins are forgiven on earth, they are forgiven in heaven. That's actually the rule. So that's why we come to our fathers, the clergy, and we confess our sins. So when the Abuna says, your sins are forgiven, may the Lord absolve you, these sins are forgiven in heaven. And Abuna is not forgiving sins by his own authority because no one can forgive sins except God alone but he is forgiving sins by the authority of the Holy Spirit that's why 
and the absolution that we read in audibly in the Divine Liturgy, we say, may your servant be forgiven by your Holy Spirit through my mouth. So the forgiveness is by the Holy Spirit, but the declaration of the forgiveness through the priest. So when we confess, when I go to Abuna and I confess my sins, and Abuna sees that I am repenting, then the Holy Spirit, through the priest, actually forgives my sins. So who forgives the sins is the Holy Spirit, but through the priest. And we can see this practice even from the time of the apostles. We see in Acts chapter 19 and verse 18, we read, the people went to the apostle confessing their deeds confessing their deeds. So, there are two authorities that the Lord gave to the disciples and their successors. One, binding and losing, and the other is forgiving sins, because people they confuse these two together. So, what I benefit from all of this? When actually I know that Christ is my King, Christ is my prophet, Christ is my high priest, he is my king, then actually I need to abide by the rules of this kingdom. Why? Because these rules are for my best interest. These rules for my salvation. These rules, if I abide by these rules, I will be joyful here on earth. But if I rebel against these rules, it is actually for my destruction on earth and also in heaven. He is my prophet. So the knowledge of God comes through Christ. I need actually to pray and ask God to reveal through Christ to me who he is and I should grow in the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God, the experiential knowledge of God, not the intellectual knowledge of God. It's beautiful in the Old Testament when our fathers, they experience something about God, they give God name. So this name that they give to God, based on their experience. For example, when the Lord actually redeemed Isaac and sent you know, a calf for Abraham to offer it instead of Isaac, what was the experience of Abraham? That God provided that's why he built an altar and named this altar, the Lord provides. That's the provider. So here he gave God name because he experienced God. When Joshua was fighting against Amalek and Moses was praying on the mountain and stretching his hand like this, and God gave them victory over Amalek, Moses gave name to God. The name was, the Lord is my banner. So, he can see there is a banner, there is a sign here when he's stretching his hand in a prophetic way. And this banner is a cross. So, our victory over the spiritual Amalek, Satan and his soldier, is through the cross, through this banner. And so on. David, maybe, is the most one who gave God names. The Lord is my light, the Lord is my salvation, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my refuge. He gave so many names to God. So, what is the name that you give to God from your experience? Did you know God and did you experience Him? 
and you can give him a name. This name is very personal to you because you experience God. When you say God is my father, God is my bridegroom, God is my teacher. Did you experience this or just these names? You, you heard it in the church and just you are repeating it. So that is Christ the prophet who reveals God. And the high priest, we come to Christ, our high priest, you know, and actually joining the sacrifices, his body and his blood, and partaking of his body and blood for the forgiveness of our sins, given for us for salvation, remission of sins, and eternal life to those who partake of him. So every time when I approach the altar and I partake from the body and the blood of Jesus Christ, actually I am doing this in order to be forgiven through Christ our High Priest. So this confession actually uh, is very important in our life to turn it into a life. Not just to know Christ is the chrismated one, is the king, is the prophet and high priest. No, we need actually to live and to experience this. May the Lord who came to our land and, was be and became man in order to redeem us, may he reveal to us the knowledge of God. May he accept our repentance and forgive our sins. And may he reign over our hearts and over all our life. Glory be to him forever and ever. Amen.